Hello. Hi. <laughs> Episode two, season two. New year, new us. Yes. <laughs> I'm Demi. And I'm Melissa. And this is the Beauty Beast Podcast. And today we are talking about what to do when you are too busy. Yes. One of our listeners suggested this topic. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Sarah. Yes. So <laughs> I think this was the one that actually, Melissa, you screenshotted it because I was away at, at the cabin yes. when it was happening. And um you screenshot and you were like, oh, we got to jump right into this. I'm like, this is a good yeah. one. <laughs> so this one was at the top of our list after we, we heard it. And I think it is something that a lot of people are experiencing. Right. Because we've gone over how we got mm-hmm. our clientele, how we've kept our clientele. And then there is a point where you just keep getting clients, which again, isn't a bad thing. But then what do you do when you realized that you are You're too busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have no time for yourself. You're working extended hours and things like that. And that's, yeah, that's a difficult thing. Yeah. So I think that this is a, this is a topic that's difficult for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I also think it's an interesting topic considering the industry right now. Cause like what I see a lot of, um, on social media currently, I don't want to say a lot of like lumping everybody into the same category. And I'm not trying to say that there's one right answer and one wrong answer. No, of course But not. I do see that a lot more people are starting to encourage a business model that you're not booking out so far in advance. Right. Um, that you maybe have a smaller clientele, but you have more balance um, and things like that. Well, I do just, I, I do agree with that in certain ways because um, excessiveness or abundance isn't always the key to success, I feel like, no. right? I think there's a careful balance because you should not feel that having a great return rate with your clients and having a great retention rate, you know, is a failure if you're booking out far in advance. Right. It's about just making sure you're navigating the details in between to ensure you're booking out solely because of the services you're provided and not because of something else, which then dips your toe into like the pricing pond and right. all of those things combined. Well, and I think like everyone's answer to this, like that I've seen, especially like on the nail side, it's like, oh girl, you're fully booked, raise your prices. Right. Well, what do you do when you're at the top of your market? You can't just keep raising and raising and raising. And I also think too, that like there's, there's a careful balance with that. So I think that it, it, it's very valuable to say, okay, I'm busy. I can raise my prices. And actually I, we did like a a price increase to compensate for the increases last year. And um, this year I gave everybody the month of January to prep only because I felt like it was fair considering just like kind of where we are economically. And February 1st, everybody's getting hit with the, I don't want to say hit like it's a negative thing, <laughs> but hit with an additional price increase because of what's happening within our industries of, you know, prices right. being driven up and stuff. Right. But Product I, costs more. So absolutely. if that's the case, then yes, right. you should raise your prices. But being booked, I also don't, I feel like 
there's the balance of you don't want to lose clients that you absolutely love pricing yourself out of their demographic. Of course. Um, And I think like that's the hard part with hearing that topic every single time. And I agree. Same thing on like the hair side. Oh, you're not like you're you're booked out, raise your prices. Okay, yes, but what happens if you want to be that middle road stylist or that middle road nail artist, meaning you're maybe doing people that are like-minded with you or similar energy to you, they have a capacity of what they can afford, right? Right. It's you're and not- once you surpass that, your clientele changes. Exactly. You have to be ready for that change. So it's not always just raise your prices if you're too busy. That's not always the key to success because you have your dream clientele. You're sitting within the pricing you should be sitting at. Yep. But now what's happening is you're a little bit more booked. So to me, if you're happy with your clientele, you're happy and content with your pricing, and you don't want to just have to do the, okay, raise your prices because you're busy, then where else can we find solutions? Exactly. Um, I think it couples back into boundaries. I think it almost piggybacks right off of what we talked about in our first little gab sesh to start (laughs) off 2023 again, which a lot of that has to do with personal balance Mm -hmm. and work-life balance, you know, all of those things together. Right. For Um, sure. And when you set boundaries, sometimes there are clients who that doesn't work for. Like, for example, if you say every day I'm going to take an hour lunch between 12 and one o'clock. Right. Maybe that's the only time a particular client can come and that cuts them out. Yes. You know, or I'm not going to work 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. four days a week. I'm going to work 10 to six, right. three days a week. Well, that's going to cut out some of your clients too. So you have to find that balance that works for you. And not saying that you necessarily want to lose clients, but whenever you make changes professionally, it's going to affect your business. Absolutely. For, good, for better or for worse. Yeah. So, and I actually think this is something that I can get into too with the topic of like what our space consists of. So I, we've touched on it before. The mm-hmm. studio is a co-working space. Um, Melissa is our only nail artist within the studio. So mm-hmm. this might be a little bit different from her perspective than mine. So I will say, and I will admit, and this is something that I'm navigating to, I have grown to be like fiercely protective of my business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think like that always happens. And then you couple it in with going through some of like the legal battles we went through and things like that. And I think you become even more protective because you're like, oh no, I worked for this. Like, (laughs) I feel like the little guy in like the Lord of the Rings or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's okay to not be able to do everything. And so this year has been that hard lesson for me in accepting help. Um, I think that even when it comes to like hosting events at our house for the salon Mm -hmm. or any of those things, I tend to be somebody like, oh no, I got it. Like as my eyes twitching, but I'm like, I have it. Like I've got it all. Right. Like this year for our holiday party, when we did the bring your own board, you were like, this is nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, and so that was like a very prime example of it. And Melissa, you were the one that was like, let's do the board thing and everybody brings something, right? So that's a really good example of like accepting help. Same thing as within the salon. Like I always recommend out, you know, the three girls to Mm -hmm. everybody who reaches out because I I'm not taking new clients. So 
Then I started to get into a situation of this year, and it it does tend to happen around the holidays, especially because I do have a handful of college girls and things like that. I'll get those last minute reach outs like, hey, I'm going to have to cancel, but can you please let me know? And I totally get it. Like specifically those clients being concerned, they need it done before they go back to school. So this year in comparison to be like, I'll totally let you know if there's any cancellations. And let's be honest, the likelihood of there being too many is slim to none because people tend to hold on to those appointments like no other. Right, because it's right before the holidays. This year, I kind of shifted it a little bit and, and I reached out and I was like, hey, you know, if you would be open to it, I'd be happy to recommend one of the girls to you to mm-hmm. to get your hair done while you're in town. So... I'm not saying that I didn't trust the girls before to do that or anything like that. I think we both can agree we're very supportive in our space of of everybody being busy and everybody being booked. I do think it's a little bit of a weird feeling like we at least you and I were still a part of the industry that you were very protective of your clients. You were Mm -hmm. very protective of your retention and you were very protective of your book. So it's kind of a foreign idea To be like, well, I can't service you, but so-and-so can. It feels like you're failing them in a way, but you're not. So you don't have time for them, right? Mm -hmm. Not in a rude way you don't have time for them, but you're booked. You can't get them in. You're already busy as it is. I will tell you that solely just having that conversation and saying, you know what, I'm why don't instead of us keeping you on a cancellation list, we recommend you to Alexis. You're going to be super happy with her. I know you're in great hands. Guess what that does? That alleviates stress for you because now you not only are not carrying the stress of that client not getting in, you're worried about that. You now have a little bit of a less bulky cancellation list during a time that's already crazy. And you see somebody else getting to, you know, I I guess positively benefit from that situation too. So all those things help to clear out your table of it being overly full for your plate. And and that circles back to if that happens, everyone wins. Yes. You know, now Mm -hmm. that person knows that if you are booked when they come back in town from college or whatever, they have some, they have a backup. Right. They have somebody else. And who knows? Maybe they click with that other person and they found a new home. Right. Which then in turn alleviates your stress. Exactly. And you're building up exactly. a fellow professionals. So- and the important little nugget to keep in the back of your head is you were booked to begin with. So if exactly. that client decides that they actually fit really well right. with Alexis and they want to stick with Alexis, you didn't fail. Right. Because you're booked. And you both win. So Mm -hmm. that's what the industry needs more of. Instead of like this idea that, oh, this is my client. She can't go anywhere else. Right. And if she did go somewhere else, that means she's unhappy Mm -hmm. with me. It's not an either or. And, And that is like an important mindset that I think that you have to carry over into all the aspects of our industry because Mm -hmm. you really don't just, I, I mean, at least for me, I come from multiple perspectives. Like I have the book that 
that I, I juggle my client book. Plus we have the cabin, we have the hats, we have, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to plug. I'm just giving you the examples of the different dynamics with that. I try my hardest to carry that mindset over into all the things. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to even the salon setting too, right? Like if a girl comes to us and says like, uh, not a girl, it just so happens that it's been all females to clarify, but it, you can be a male and work with us too. Uh, Juju does it, God bless his soul. I know, right? um, But let's say somebody chooses to move on from our space, right? That same revolving door thing, like where you give and you get exists even when it comes to the salon itself, because I always wish them well. I'm like, oh my gosh, like um, ideally I would never want somebody to leave our space wanting to block us and never speak to us again. Like I'm going to cheer you on when you go, but taking that same mentality and applying it to that, you know what it normally does? It offers the opportunity that even though somebody's left our space to excel separately from us, or Mm -hmm. I don't want to say separately, like we're cutting ties, but they're choosing to grow in a different direction. Then at the same time, normally ideally so far it's been working knock on wood because I don't want to jinx anything (laughs) because it's a positive and supportive environment somebody else is potentially looking to take over that station well and depending on if someone were to leave like the direction that they want to grow maybe they've just outgrown a salon setting or they want to open their own salon or they want something a little bit more private because I mean exactly we are up up in each other's yes not like in a negative way but we are no there's no secrets in the studio absolutely none none (laughs) (laughs) but but I mean that's and then if they decide to grow in that direction and they know of a friend who wants to come, you can, they would also be like, listen, it was great here. Everybody's supportive. And then again, in turn, that feeds that positive it fills everyone's cup. Right. And I, I think that's where, you know, I was meaning that 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 application can go from beginning with your clients to any aspect of your business of your life and that will alleviate that feeling of you feeling too busy right like for example like one of my clients she lives 45 minutes away from us like Mm -hmm. up in Palm Beach County and I mean she tells me every time she's like I love the way you do my nails all my friends think I'm absolutely crazy and insane for driving 45 minutes each way to come and see you every three weeks. And we always laugh about it. And she's been coming to me for a couple of years now, probably. And she messaged me a couple of weeks ago and was like, this is such an awkward thing to text you. She's like, but I literally found somebody who uses the same products that you do. And she's five minutes away from me. She's like, would you be upset with me if I canceled this appointment and tried her out. I'm like, why would I be upset with you? You have three kids, you work as a nurse, you have your own family and you found somebody five minutes away versus 45 minutes each way. Right. I'm like, girl, go like, I'll take out this week's appointment and whatever. Mm -hmm. So I knew she was going like to that appointment on a Friday. So I texted her, I think like, maybe it was Friday evening. And I was like, Hey, like, how did it go? I can't wait to see your nails. Like, let me, you know, send me a pic. 
And she sent me a picture and I was like, they look amazing. Yeah. First of all, she can paint flames, which I cannot paint flames. I've tried. Get it, girl. They come out like (laughs) slug heads every time. Like flames elude me. Now I'm just going to ask for flames and French the next time. (laughs) So I even said that to her. I was like, damn, girl, she can paint flames. I'm like, that's it. I'm losing all of my clients to her. But I'm like, they look amazing. And And my client was like, I just, I don't know what to do. She was really nice. And I'm like, listen, why don't we take out your next appointment in three weeks? That way you can try her out again. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be like a one and done decision, you know, because it is a big deal because she knows my schedule and she respects the way that I book. I'm like, let's just take out your next one. And then you let me know Mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there if you really like her. And she was just so relieved by that. She's like, thank you so much for being so understanding and everything like that. And I'm like, please. I'm like, and even if you end up going to her, if something happens a year from now, you know, like reach back out to me. If I can Mm -hmm. make it work, I will. Like, it doesn't have to be that awkwardness. And you know, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. And like, she was even saying to me that the girl she went to, she's like, oh my God, she follows you. She loves all you, all of your work. And I'm like, you know, that's amazing. And I reached out to like the girl and I was like, thank you so much for taking care of my client. Like, I know that, you know, this is like a big decision for her type of thing. And, you know, I know she's so relieved. Right. And like, why does it have to be a negative thing? And And I think that's where like the, the shift is happening and like, it's kind of like get on board because it really is best for your mental health too. Um, and I know that like, this is one of the avenues to navigate being too busy, but I do think, and I even will admit myself, like I, I mean, I think Melissa's witnessed it more times than not. I tend to get burnt out like because I tend to put way too much on my plate and I think I can do 18,000 things and I definitely can't. Right. (laughs) And so it's kind of sometimes when we use the word too busy, it can be derived from like self-sabotage, which Mm -hmm. is like a hard pill to swallow. But you're like, it may be me making me too busy. Like I may need to navigate setting better boundaries. I may need to pump the brakes. I may need to refer out people. So sometimes it takes a little bit of self-reflection to navigate that too. Absolutely. And like one of the things like, again, that we talked in our we're back baby episode, like I am really focusing on like reestablishing my relationship with myself this year because I poured so much into my business. And I'm Mm -hmm. so thankful that I'm like obviously able to have that opportunity and like make that dream come true, but it's exhausting at the same time. Absolutely, You know, being your own business owner, you got to take care of your taxes. You got to run your QuickBooks. You got to schedule people. And if you can find ways to alleviate that, like I do online booking, like Mm -hmm. if you don't book with me in person and I don't book you out, then go online and see. Yeah. No, like I'm so envious of like the online booking thing because I would love 
Um, I, I, it wouldn't work for me with right. like my structure of my schedule. But I think that if you do have the opportunity to take advantage of that, you a hundred percent should. Right. Like um, that's why I pay for that feature yes. so that my clients can, can be do it. Like, so you're a little more hands off. Yeah. Well, in that aspect, and even that was very difficult because mm-hmm. I am a very type A personality. I right. don't like people messing with my book, but then I'm like, but my clients know they know right. what they get. I, it's not like I have this extensive service menu. Yeah. Like they all get the same things. If they have a question on which nail art to book, I tell them and then they take care of it themselves yeah. nine times out of 10. Um, like if they're looking online and they have to schedule reschedule or something like that. And they're like, well, I didn't see anything open on such and such date. And I'll be like, cause it's not open. Yeah. Like I don't have anything. Right. Like I don't see something that you aren't seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, so that kind of like just, I need to reestablish those boundaries, boundaries, but that alleviates one more thing off of your plate. Absolutely. I think that we saw a big shift to our industry, um, through COVID to be honest. I think that we shifted a little bit more and we started leaning into, I don't want this to sound like I'm like bashing clients because I'm not, but no, I would not say at all. I feel like we leaned back into a little bit more of a people pleasing mentality mm-hmm. within our industry in general. Mm-hmm. And I think it was because we just had something that was like never seen before shake our industry. And then we went from making money, never having that issue to like the brakes being pumped for most of us, right, going, if not all of us. Right. Going um, down to earning zero dollars. Right. And so I think it definitely for a minute shifted just the balance. And so I think that we all came back incredibly thankful for our clients and as we should be on a daily basis. But I do think that there's been certain things that have evolved since, you know, the pandemic and the shutdown and me myself as a consumer, I can almost agree that sometimes I could be a little bit like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we want it and we want it now. And I think that that has happened just with the involvement of everything. Like you talk about prime, like now it's inconvenient if you have to wait two, three days because we got used to the one day thing. Uh, who's still getting two day prime, right? Exactly. (laughs) Cause most people, that's the thing that's trending on TikTok is now we have to wait. And like, we're all like, what? Um, meanwhile, you and I live like five seconds from a distributorship right. so we like, get like the same day and we also live in an area where like if you drive five minutes down the street you usually can get what you need yeah. like it's not like you gotta pack a snack so um I do feel like and like I've said I see it within myself sometimes mm-hmm. that I'm like okay pump the brakes home girl I think that there is a little bit more of a pressure for a faster response. Um, I think when we first started with, you know, booking ourselves, the 48 hours thing wasn't such a big deal. Uh, I think 48 hours rattles a lot of people now if response doesn't happen as quickly, in my personal opinion. Um, I will try my hardest, and that doesn't mean that sometimes texts don't go overlooked, to be completely transparent and honest. Um, Sometimes I require a second text, but if I'm working from 9 in the morning till 9 at night, Wednesday and Thursday, you're not hearing back from me until Friday. Like, Mm -hmm. if something happens in the middle of the day and you're not able to make it, or whatever that may be, which is a whole different topic, you know... um, 
and I'm trying to find a solution, sometimes it may take me a day and a half to get back to you with said solution because I'm working. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. sitting at home eating, you know, donuts on my couch. I don't know, even if I did, whatever, I'll take a break (laughs) eating donuts. But I think we have to remember that we're human on both sides. So what I have done in those situations of um, maybe somebody didn't hear from me yet and they reached out midday Wednesday right and it's Friday and Friday morning what I'll do is I'll start hacking away at those texts from the order that they came in Mm -hmm. starting from that day right if I do see somebody that um like I'll start my my text back with like hey how are you I'm sorry for the delay but I'm coming off my two late days so it takes me a little longer to get back to text I make sure to stress that um, now, because I do feel like, oh, poor Theo just went to go rest his head on the microphone stand and almost took it down. Um, I do try to stress that. So the silence makes better sense to them. Right. Um, I do think that even sometimes it happens, you know, I, I will have to say with, with our clients, and I think you could probably agree when it comes to our days off, which like Sunday is usually mm-hmm. our day off. I find that my clients, if they reach out to me on a Sunday, will be like, hey, don't even feel like you need to answer me today. I just wanted to let you know. Yep. Um, For sure. But I do, I do see that. And I think that in order to regain a little bit of control with that, um, and again, I don't mean this as like an attack or anything of impatience because I fully admitted that there's texts that sometimes I mentally read and don't respond to. So I'm not the best all the time at it either. Um, We're human. Right. I think that it's fair to offer that explanation. So like for me, that's a way that I kind of explain my boundary where like then if this were to happen again in the future, I know that I've already explained to them the reason for the silence. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't feel like there's like, oh my God, I didn't answer. Like that rush or that stress on my side of things. Right. If that makes sense. A hundred percent. Yeah, I do that too. And then I, because me personally, I hate seeing the notifications on my phone. Like we've mm-hmm. talked about this before. I'm like extremely type A, whatever. Um, like I set up my downtime. And at a certain time at night, my phone goes on do not disturb. Like I have the list of like emergency people or whatever that it'll come through. And then also Instagram just kind of introduced that feature as well. Like with quiet time, you Mm -hmm. can silence like your actual Instagram notification. So I have all of that on. So my clients, they all know this. Yeah. Like it's. I'm not ignoring you. This is my time off. This is my time to decompress. There's no reason at 930, 1030 at night that I should have to worry about your text message or Mm -hmm. your Unless it's like something that happened that's an emergency. And I do think... not, Not for nothing, but if my client breaks a nail at 1030 at night... No, like, yeah, no, I'm saying like emergency, like in the sense of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, Timmy was climbing the tree outside and broke his arm. I'm not going to be able to make it in tomorrow because we're still at the ER. Like something like that's a different type of text. But even then, like if they're texting me at 1030, you don't have to respond, but you appreciate the heads up. Right. I'll see it in the morning and I'll respond and be like, oh my God, I hope Timmy's okay. Like, let me know what happens and don't even worry about, you know? Yeah. I personally think that like a lot of the overwhelming feelings like because 
I can relate and I do feel that it has a lot to do with me when I do get very overwhelmed and feel I'm too busy has a lot to do with lack of boundaries that I've Mm -hmm. set for myself it or excuse me it's the lack of respecting the boundaries I've set for myself right because I do think our relationships with our phones are constantly changing yes and I think our connectiveness with other people is constantly changing and so we put that added pressure on ourselves for such silly reasons, right. which really doesn't, it doesn't service you and it doesn't service your client. No. Um, so I think that that practicing your boundaries, but also stating them. So it feels like there's no gray area that that client has the ability to fully understand from there and they can move forward with you or they could not. Um, mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes back again. It, it, it swings back to that same exact thing that we started with, with it's okay to take a few days. And if somebody chooses to maybe reach out to somebody else because you took a few days, um, that's also okay. Right. That's a them issue. That's not a you issue. Right. I actually, I had the experience happen um, with one of the girls and Uh, somebody reached out to me. I'm sure you remember this instance, but they reached out to me on the studio page, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially to tattle on one of our girls. Um, And, uh, oh, how do I say this without, I guess this might scare some people from coming to the studio, but um, I don't function on anybody's completely right until I get the full story. So just because you're the customer doesn't make you right. right. I don't mean to sound like a dick. And just as just because you're a stylist within our salon doesn't make you right either. Right. I mean, I don't think that mentality makes sense because I think you have to have decorum and I think you have to have customer service ability. But I don't have to say you're right until I get the other side of the story. I'm not saying anybody's right till I get the whole story. Don't ask me to do that. Right. This is not the educational system. Right. <laughs> so... Um, what had kind of transpired once I got the full story from both perspectives was there was definitely, um, there was definitely an imbalance going on there Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion. And, um, I think this person was not going to be a good fit for that stylist. Um, I think that she was indicating certain things. Sorry, Sunny's like attacking Theo behind you. Oh it yeah, totally they... distracted me. <laughs> um, I love and, it. <laughs> and um, so it was an interesting thing to me because I did the the person screenshot the communication trying to essentially like tell on our stylist and and I responded back to her and I said thank you so much for the feedback I'm I'm going to definitely you know look into this situation however each of our girls handles their own booking and they run their own business so they run it as they see fit um of course that didn't give a response back um from the the customer because I just don't think that she was expecting something like that. Well, and um, I think when you walk into a traditional salon, a lot they of expect times, a different yeah they environment see that you're the owner, the right. quote unquote owner, right. mm-hmm. and like that's not the case in where yeah. we are. Like we all run, run our, our own, own businesses, business. and it's not for everybody. It's right. a different business model. Some people love it, other people don't like it. Yeah, some people prefer to get on the phone and jump on talk to a receptionist and have them booked in immediately. That's fine. That's okay. You can have that. You have the access to have that. 
I just might not be the stylist for you or the stylist you were reaching out to might not be the right. stylist for you. <laughs> um, and so the stylist and I talked about it. Uh, we definitely had like a productive conversation of maybe where I saw there could have been things minorly done differently just in the sense of her communication. But then I also respected how she felt in the sense that this is her business and that's how she chooses to conduct it. Right. right? Um, I think that that's almost like another thing that does alleviate stress is you want to be working in an environment that you feel fully supported. Now, with that being said, you need to be fully supported, but you also need to be in an environment that you can hear feedback. Like it's not just if I had read those messages and they were rude or they were obscene Mm -hmm. or something that I felt was very unprofessional, I would have that conversation with the stylist because we're in an environment and we're in a space my cat is having like Sunny has, a buck wild moment. He has now, his hyper diaper yeah, on. I mean, it, it's just right as one ends, the next one starts. Just as you were like, what do you do when you're too busy? Come home and sit around all of my pets making me look like a fool. <laughs> no. So um, I think like that's also a very important thing to make sure you're working in an environment that's supportive to you setting those boundaries and running your business as such that does service you the best. Now, like I said, you need to be open to, I don't want to say criticism, but feedback. So if you're working around other motivated individuals and maybe you're off on a a situation, you have to be able to heed that feedback and Mm -hmm. hear it and self-reflect. But I do think that when you're feeling a little overwhelmed, if you're working in an environment that you know you're supported, that helps alleviate stress right there and then. In comparison to like, if you're working in a salon where they're like, well, you need to be here Wednesday from nine to nine, Thursday from nine to nine, Friday from nine to nine, you know, like that's not support to help you navigate this. That's you being overworked and you not having the ability to set boundaries. So you want to make sure your workspace is a healthy environment too. Right. And I think too, that for people who own like their own suites, like, Mm -hmm. You may think, like, I'm on my own. I don't have, like, a negative workspace or anything like that. But even if you're on your own, and I don't want to say negative, but, like, an unsupportive workspace. Like, even if you're on your own, like, I think the best decision I made, like, when I was on my own was cutting out a day. Like, I cut out my Tuesdays because I essentially only worked a half day. But that became my admin day and I would do all of like the behind the scenes stuff. Like so Mm -hmm. if I needed to order supplies, if I needed to work on my QuickBooks or, you know, anything that I needed to handle, Mm -hmm. that it was my work from home day. And, you know, I was doing those things while, I don't know, doing my laundry, also Mm -hmm. grocery shopping and getting just my, my week prepped for what I needed in my own space. So maybe that's what you need to do because are you overworked in the sense like you have too many clients or are you overwhelmed as an independent artist or stylist 
by just the amount of things that you now have on your plate because it all falls on you. So maybe you do need to have an admin day. I mean, I was off Tuesdays for, I think, a year before we decided to do the podcast day. Yeah. And even on our podcast days, we record for usually, I don't know, like a couple, three hours, something Mm -hmm. like that. I'll go home and edit you know, the podcasts and set them to upload. Does that take me all day on Tuesday? No. Yeah. But now I have also time to take care of the things that are going on in my life that now affect my work life and like my business running successfully. So I think that made a huge difference Mm -hmm. in like the stress that I felt and the overwhelming of it because especially like right now January and February are usually crazy for business owners because now you have to get all your tax stuff prepared like I can't tell you how many emails like my accountant has sent me because your girl was like seven months behind on doing her QuickBooks yeah So I literally sat down one Tuesday in January. I put on Emily in Paris as my background And you just buckled down. And and it was, I think I binged the entire series and I got like five months of my QuickBooks done. And, you know, you have to do that sometimes because it was sitting on my shoulders, but it wasn't something that I could do if I was working five days a week in in my business like seeing clients so having like a day where you're not behind the desk or behind the chair or whatever it is I think is so important I agree and I also think um my I just had a moment where it went (laughs) (laughs) that was crazy so Demi just Um, agrees (laughs) oh it's back it just came back um what I wanted to say, and this is like a very hard thing, but I feel like I, I'm i saying it towards myself first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're self-employed and you feel too busy, you made yourself too busy. Yep. That is the hardest pill to swallow when really you realize is. you are the problem yes. and you're like, fuck. It's like but that TikTok, the re- TikTok right. Am I the drama? Yes, you're the drama. <laughs> I'm you, not the villain. Yes, but I mean, so much of my you know, my 20s. I sound so stupid when I say that because I'm 30 for like 30 days. <laughs> um, but so much of like my, and I only reference it that way because to be honest, like in that time from 21 up until now was me building my business, mm-hmm. right? Our business to be our business together now. Um, but even when Julian and I first met, like I was still working at the salon, but end goal was I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I, I didn't want to be, you know, a stylist right. at the salon forever. I wanted to grow past that. And uh, so, you know, like I was, you know, the hippie with the no bra and the whoo, like, <laughs> and yeah, that's really fine if you want to conduct yourself that way. And I still wear no bra on a lot of occasions. <laughs> However, with that being said, if I want to have multiple businesses or I want to run a successful business, I can wear no bra, but I have to be organized. Right. Is the reality. Right. Like, <laughs> there's certain parts about being a hippie that you can take on, but you can't do it all. Like, exactly. No, it's so Organization true. is so important, and that's like a really hard pill for me to swallow because I tend to be more on the creative side of things. Um, but even with, like, talking about, you know, a spouse 
you being in business with your spouse like Julian and I are. Julian takes on some things that and I take on others. I definitely lean more into the creative side. With that being said, if I just act like I'm solely the creative side and I don't offer any organization to our team, or if I'm not organized myself, we are never thriving because to only rely on that other person to be the key to all of the organization or all of the answers when it comes to the unfun stuff, what happens is you end up kind of drowning in the unknown and the Mm -hmm. lack of organization. And it goes down to even like your laundry at home. Like it sounds so silly, but folding your laundry and putting that laundry away, right? Like it sounds so crazy to use that example, but that's like a stress relief all in itself. Mm -hmm. Like then moving on from your laundry, making sure your house is clean. I mean, when I say clean, clean to your standards. Right. That helps you alleviate a little bit of stress. Then making sure if you want to plan your dinners for the week or have like a loose plan going on, Mm -hmm. that alleviates stress. I can tell you the weeks that I go into like survival mode where I've got a a clean load of laundry sitting in a basket waiting to get folded. I'm not making my bed. The house is dirty or, you know, neglected. And then on top of it, I'm like ordering Uber Eats or picking up dinner every night from Publix on the way home out of default. And we eat tacos four times that week. That's not the week we're thriving and feeling our best. Absolutely. I mean, the weeks we are is when we do offer ourselves a little bit more organization. Right. And I will say like with me, like meal prepping everything now, like I know what I'm eating every night of the week for, well, every day of the week for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and Mm -hmm. my snacks. Like it has really helped me. Yeah. And it's something, it's one less thing that I have to think about. I just said it the other, well, I was like laughing as I was editing some stuff for our hat page, but you can literally hear me talking to you and being like, well, anything you set your mind to, you like ace it. Like that's (laughs) what we were saying about like, even with you meal prepping, like when you have a, um, something you're starting like, and this is admirable. Like I appreciate that. And this also kind of couples back to like, when you surround yourself with people who are motivated Mm -hmm. and they motivate you and they kind of help you evolve to better too. But one thing is you tend to jump into something and you make sure you're committed from start to finish. I go in head first. (laughs) But, and, and that's a really good thing. So now you found a key to balance (laughs) for you and your life. And you're like, damn, this is kind of nice. Now, let's say you round out past this beginning phase that you're going into and you're like, all right, like I really love this, but maybe I'll enjoy, you know, myself on the weekends and not feel the pressure Mm -hmm. to like container meal prep or maybe not. Maybe you found the key to exactly what works for you and that's how you're going to continue with your routines. Right. Like I have told Evan, who is my husband for anyone who may not know, I don't know how, but whatever. I told Evan, like, yes, my focus right now is like meal prepping, Mm -hmm. like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. But that's because I'm trying to build the routine. Right. Create that. Yeah. Studies have shown that it takes, I think, anywhere between 21 and 27 days to create like Mm -hmm. a new habit or to break a habit or something like that. So I'm like, yeah, for January and probably February, that is going to be my focus. Like I'm going to give myself more than enough time to create and then establish this new routine. And then as we move forward, like my day 
days off, like Sundays, Mondays, and Tuesdays, maybe I'll only prep like breakfast and lunch and then we'll cook dinner and I'll make enough for like my work days to have as leftovers because Evan, if it's in the fridge for more than 24 hours, it's rotten, it's bad, and you cannot eat it. (laughs) He is not a leftover guy. So the idea of meal prep to him is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, that's like a foreign... But it works for me. For you. And that's fine. And I t- But then that's a solid setting of a boundary too. Right. I think that like And um, he totally respects it. Right. He's like, I support your journey and everything that you're doing. He's like, however, I will not join you on it. But that's okay for you to be navigating this and doing it if right. that serves you better to be more present with both your personal life and your business life. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you might have a separate meal than your spouse for dinner. Like, right. it's I think totally that fine. it's not a one size fits all thing. It's like you kind of finding your stress relievers to make your busy life seem manageable Mm -hmm. um so what works for some may not work for others i mean for instance for me like julian and madi don't eat really too much now we're just expanding into madi eating more because she's starting to kind of value Mm -hmm. like her meals and she's starting to value some fitness more and things like that just as she's starting to grow and get ready to go to college at some point Mm -hmm. um I'm proud of her. I think it's really good. But with that being said, I know that like I do better when I have a certain type of diet in front of me. So I may make myself something a little bit different. And then Julian and I team up in the kitchen for our other stuff. I also think it has to do with when you're running your own business. If you do have a spouse, you need to make sure your communication with your spouse is very clear and about what each of you need within your marriage and your mm-hmm. home life because I do think that helps you juggle your business too. Yes. Um if you are prioritizing your business only and then coming home and everything else is falling to the wayside so that includes like even like I mean I don't want it to sound like you need to come home and mop and clean the house for your husband. That's no. not what I'm saying. No. But if you have poured yourself so fully into your business that everything else is kind of second two and that includes your marriage and that includes your home life then you're not going to find balance within that either so like something for me is on my late nights I work till 8 30 or 9 so I we have that deal set up that like that is not my night for dinner like that's not my night to even ask me what we're eating unless you want to be like is there anything I have to pick up on the way home from work to be completely transparent and honest we do best when there's something already in the fridge. So like I know that. So if I take that extra effort and that initiative to stock us for the week, I know it's going to be a less stressful week. Right. Oh, so for sure. So I think it's it's practices of both balancing your you know, your at-home life and then it's also learning to balance your business and know when you leave, you need to leave. You need to be done. Um, you need to put a cap on your day and then you need to be present at home. And like, I think it still goes back to the same thing. Don't be scared to lean into others or to ask for help. Make sure you're in a positive work environment where you feel supported. And so as you navigate feeling too busy, you know that you have people around you that you can lean into during times you may need to lean into them a little more than others. Well, and just piggybacking off of that, like as you were talking, I was thinking like if you're too busy and taking on everything yourself, 
it's okay to outsource. Mm -hmm. Like I know nothing about taxes. Right. I know that I send my accountant everything, but knowing that that is a weak point for me, I hired an accountant. Right. Like I know that there are like online, like virtual assistants that some, I think it was when we had Danny on the podcast, yes. like she has a virtual assistant. I don't, per- I personally don't have one, so I don't know like what they take care of. Yeah. But I have seen like a few nail techs that use virtual assistants for all of their booking. So if that's something that you want off of your plate, like it's okay to outsource. The it's okay that to be outsourced as right. long as you, but I mean, I could also see on the flip side of that, like that may be creating more stress if you don't have the income to like support that, but hopefully yeah. you're outsourcing with, because you have that income to support it. Like there's nothing wrong with saying that I need help. It's too much for me. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And then I think that if you're busy, like client wise, you know, again, like we were saying, like reestablish those boundaries and maybe some of those clients that when you look at your book and you're like, yeah, I see them today. Like maybe it's time to have a shift to break up, you know, like I am more selective about the clients that I take on board now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in the past, you know, couple of months, I haven't really taken new clients. Um, just because with the holidays, it was like crazy and there was no hope in God to get anyone in. But the two clients that I have taken on in January have been referrals you know, have been your clients that have Mm -hmm. been waiting to get in with me. And those, like, I will take those on in a heartbeat because you and I have similar mindsets. Like we work similarly and I know that they're going to fill my cup instead of like draining it. Right. And that's more important to me. So maybe you have some clients that don't fill your cup and are, you know, in energy suck instead and maybe it's time to like filter those people out so you're focused on quality instead of just quantity too I think that's completely fair and like that that is a super valid point mm-hmm. and I also think with that being said at the same time you need to make sure you're in the right headspace cuz yeah. for me I know that I can sometimes self sabotage like mm-hmm. and really tailspin when I feel overwhelmed And then everything gets to me, like everything gets under my skin, everything Mm -hmm. rattles me. And so I personally feel that for me in my headspace to make those decisions when I'm in that space isn't really the healthiest, but rather what I've worked on is seeing the warning signs that I'm heading towards that before Mm -hmm. I get there and being like, whoop, let's pump the brakes. Let's take a look at what am I doing differently that is making me feel so overwhelmed? And nine times out of 10, I can pinpoint it. And then if I go back into work with that clear mindset and then still feel that way about that appointment, then I know like, all right, we're not meant for each other. But if I'm in a space where I'm like so within my own head and hard on myself and overwhelmed, I may be picking up on things that they're doing that aren't malicious at all or annoying. And I'm just in a space where I'm like, people like, (laughs) so I think it, it definitely like you in time of feeling that 
you're too busy, you're going to slowly navigate figuring yourself out and figuring out, like I said, what I just said, the warning signs, knowing you're heading towards a burnout. And as you burn out a few times, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately, in all reality, the only way you start to see those warning signs is probably experiencing it. Um, Hopefully it's once that's enough of a lesson for you, but let's say it takes a few times. Well, now you know. If you choose to self-reflect and really sit in it, be like, what led me to this? Like, Mm -hmm. drop your ego, drop all of it. Let yourself maybe feel your feels. Let yourself say, okay, I probably could have done this, this, and that differently. Mm Because to be honest, even if, um, now that's, it's not always right, but let's say you have a client relationship and it's souring in that season, you might be part of the souring. Right. Which is a little hard to hear where you're like, I am not the problem. Maybe you are. Speaking of, Morty is really mad at me because (laughs) I have him sitting next to us on his bed and he's not allowed to live his best life. He's setting a boundary right now. He's setting a boundary. He's like, I am going to dig at my (laughs) mat. (laughs) No, but it's true. Like, I think, you know, as the holidays were ending, like that week of Christmas, Mm -hmm. like... One, you know, it was like, I think my fourth day in and I was like, no one better want nail art. Like, I just want to do solid colors. Like that is it. Which is so not like your norm. So not me. Like normally I'm like, woohoo, all the art. Like, let's do it. And I was just like, what shade of red would you like? Which is funny because (laughs) you and I were like, Melissa and I tend, I mean, Melissa's up, she's the opener of the salon every day she works, to be honest. So (laughs) I usually am a little behind her, but we tend to be the earlier Mm -hmm. um, birds of the two. And if I make it into work early enough ahead of my first client, we tend to almost have like a private podcast session. (laughs) And we talk about, and so much of December was both of us talking about how we had set ourselves up to be too busy. Yeah. Like, and we, I think there was even one day in December, you're like, how did I beat you here? And I right. was like, because I did not want to come here today. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's not something that I think you and I could no. say that we had ever felt like to that extent. No, it was bad. Yeah. And it, it, it was definitely a opening experience for us. So I think that's why when we got this question, we both were like, we yes. both perked up because we were like, oh yeah, this is one that, yeah. And seeing where it led both of us to in this last season of last year, and in a certain way, I hate to say it, but I think we could probably agree that the two of us were both feeling the same thing. So we were probably energy sucking from each other, yes. like, <laughs> like it wasn't like one of us was like, no, but we'll evolve past it. Like it was full on vent sesh time <laughs> yes. when her and I talk. Like the two of us would be like, I'm so overwhelmed and I this, uh, uh, like it was bad. Like usually, like that last week of the year, like if you have a cancellation, you're like, woohoo, I can move my day up and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I had a cancellation. Now I have to move everyone up. Yeah. Like (laughs) everything was an inconvenience. I felt like I was like a (laughs) preteen, like going through puberty. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) so I definitely think this was a good question. And, and I think that, um, her, a good topic to be raised. And I also think that, I mean, 
both of us kind of took different but similar routes heading into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a month in, so, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like, it's working. <laughs> because I think it's really about consistency. It's yes. working right now because we're consistent. So the mm-hmm. important thing is to remain consistent. And now that we've both targeted it for ourselves, then as we check back in on here, we check in with each other. We have to hold each each other, each other ca- accountable. accountable yeah and if we come in in one of those energy sucking modes then i guess the other one has to be like listen bitch <laughs> get it together where's your meal prep <laughs> <laughs> it's so true but we'll see i mean new year new us yeah hopefully hopefully we'll check back in next month and <laughs> Yes. We'll be like, we're Susan, or we're going to be like, (laughs) no, it's going to be the first one because we're going to hold each other accountable. Yes. Yeah. So this is a great topic. I know. We loved it. I felt like it segued from our, like, we're back, baby, right into this. Mm -hmm. And And it's fresh. It was a really good lesson that we had both just learned. So I think that having the insight when you're fresh off of something like that is so good. So good. Yeah. So, with that being said, yeah, this you, is the Beauty Beast Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. Yes, and you can email us at the Beauty Beast Podcast at gmail.com. Sunny, my cat, just came up to possibly say goodbye to. I know. At he, the same time. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, until next time. Until next time.